Hey, you know, Cor. Good to see you, buddy. Good seeing you, dude. Um, it's been it's been probably a decade or so since we've seen each other. Is it about that? Yeah. The last image I have of you is uh, you and I standing at the corner of the bar at the Raven Lounge. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense because I tell that story now often, still about the last time I saw you was like right when you were about to make the New York move. Okay. And it was a, it was a Raven. It was a Raven night, and it was like I had a, a, a wrestling show the next day, so I had to leave like kind of earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like leaving, and you, and you, uh, and you like kissed me on my face because you were like really drunk, and <laughs> and, uh, and I had not been kissed on my face much from that. <laughs> so I just felt this bristly beard on my face, and I was like, hey. <laughs> I don't want that on me anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, like, man. No, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it, but I was just. Really, <laughs> I knew then that, that that bristly faces aren't what I want on my face. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you made that. I'm glad I helped you to realize that your sexuality. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was I was pretty certain before that. <laughs> <laughs> but when you grabbed my nuts, I kind of, uh, you know, it was kind of like the. <laughs> <laughs> when you took my temperature. I don't remember that. I don't. I don't remember. I think it was just, uh, just affection. I don't think it was anything sexual. Oh no, of course it wasn't. <laughs> Making a movie. You did have a tight little body back then. I'll tell you that, pal. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I did. I was little. I was quite little back then. But um, now, now, now I'm a grown up. I'm a grown up man now. How old were you? That so that was that had to be. If it was right before I was about to move to New York, it would have had to have been December of 2012. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm 36 now. I mean, okay. I was. I just so had you're the, 29. Yeah, I just had the body of a child back then. I was still. Yeah, you were always in shape. You were always doing the wrestling and working out and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I still do. I still do. From what I remember, you always had good-looking girls around you. Do you remember that? I believe so. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember much of those days, to be honest. With you. Every once in a while, someone will come up to me and they'll be like, uh, they'll tell us, they'll say a story or something like that. And I'll be like, oh, no, yeah, that's great. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. We're, we, were, we were playing it pretty fast and loose back then. <laughs> yeah. I've been like really like the people who stood out to me the most and the people whose like bits stood out to me the most and the people who are like that's something special. I made sure I've had a point to get them like on the show and wanted to have conversations with them. Like I, I had Chris on twice. I had um I had um I had I, I've been trying to get Monroe on. Um I we hung out at a show, he came and hung out, but I I don't uh, I haven't had him on the podcast yet. I know he's got he's got a cool little podcast now, and uh, I had um, what was that kid's name? Well, I, I mean, I also had Daryl Daryl Charles on. I want to have James Heskey. Like a lot a lot of you guys really stood out to me. Is like, wow, this is a cool little troop we got going on. 
Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And you, you know, you and Chris ran that thing. That was your, that was like your, to me, you guys were the, were the main ones. Was- uh, uh, yeah, it started out with, um, with uh, Conrad and Chris, and then I came on a few months down the road, and then uh, eventually Cassidy, Kevin, Ryan, Shaner, all those guys, it just kind of changed hands mm-hmm. over and over. But it was a good time. Yeah. Raven was fun. Yeah. Long live the Raven Lounge. Long live the Raven Lounge. The, the point, uh, I, had, I had Cotton on here twice. Mm-hmm. Like the, whole, the whole thing is cool. Uh, the, what, part of me wanting to do this podcast is I want to be able to tell you that you're, you're fucking special on the record, where I'm telling you, like, I recognize something in you that, that motivated me or inspired me in some way. Like, I well, got a chance to tell Chris on the podcast, like, dude, you're a superstar to me. Like, the rest of the world hasn't seen it yet, but they're gonna. I'm in my underwear right now. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But that's very nice of you, man. I really appreciate that. I I think I think you got something special too, and that's uh, that's very nice. And it's nice that you got to tell Chris that before, uh, you know, before it was too late. Yeah, and that's something that's important. I saw you from across the room at his service. Mm -hmm. I I physically saw you, but I didn't. Didn't come up and talk to you or anything. Mm-hmm. You know what Cassidy's dad said to Cassidy at the at the memorial service. He walked up to Cassidy and was like, "Man, Foley got big." <laughs> you look exactly the same. No, I'm dude. It's terrible. And you know what's crazy, man? Is uh, you have an age a day, maybe two days. That's it. Face wise, I'm genetically I'm supposed to be attractive, technically, but I just work so hard. Cannot be that it's you know this is what you see in front of you, um, but it's, I always thought I was fat, man. And like I look back at pictures, like I looked at this picture from the All Star Game my senior year in high school. It was in the spring, and I looked at this picture maybe like five six years ago, and I was like, I was like your size. I was like in shape, but like in my head back then, I thought I was fat. And now I'm actually fat, and I think I'm fat. So it, like, never ends. The whole circle never ends. I don't know if that's body dysmorphia or what it is. It totally is. It totally Dude, when you first met me, I had an eating disorder. Like, I was a little because I was was abusing laxatives. I was shitting every fucking day. Like, Uh I binge and purge, and I didn't think I was in good shape. I was just, you know, I didn't know how to use the weight room. It's weird. It's weird. I really, not that I would take a second of it back, but I think uh, my strange relationship with food and like emotional eating and stuff like that, it really came from, from wrestling in high school. It was like a really, really, you know, it was a really, really hard trip. And that was something that started because uh, they took it pretty seriously at my high school. And but that's something that started. Wait, like you make weight, you gotta, you gotta bulk up, you gotta change yeah. your, your size a lot. Yeah. I was about two thirty or 225 for football every year. And then I would go from that to 171 pounds in about a month. And, you know, it was just a constant regimen and constant routine. And I think it just like, you know, fucked me up a little bit, but not that I'm making an excuse of it. Uncle Hank likes his Twinkies. I'm not going to say that, but it's, 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 it's strange. And again, not that I would take any of it back. It was the best experience of my life. I've been digging your new podcast. Are you garbage? Are you garbage? Brand new podcast. Me and Kevin Ryan. We sit down with uh, your favorite comedians and uh, 
find out uh, whether they grew up classy or they grew up trashy or if they're garbage now or were garbage. It's fun. And we just do it through a series of questions, really simple stuff. You know, it doesn't have, it's not about, you know, money. If you grew up in a big house, grew up in a small house, two parents, one parent, no, no parent, none of that stuff matters. It's something that's inside of you and inside of your parents. You know what I mean? Like the simplest things are like, uh, you know, what kind of mayonnaise did you have growing up? What did you have? Do you remember? Was it Hellman's or was it Miracle Whip? Store brand mayonnaise. Okay, as long as it wasn't Miracle Whip. If it's a Miracle Whip, you're fucking garbage. All right, no, that's no. that's 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 the hard line right there. Uh, there was a, there was a, a a grocery store near us called O and O. I think it was called O and O. Oh, that sounds bad. That sounds trashy, core. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we had O and O down the street, and they had their brand name. The store brand name was called Why Pay More. And hey, <laughs> more mayonnaise. Well, I got bad news for you, buddy. You're garbage. I'll tell you that right now. Why pay more, brand? Holy shit! <laughs> Might as well be called. We cut some corners. You know what I mean? <laughs> we cut some corners. Applesauce. <laughs> Ingredients not reliable. Ah, oh, that's too funny. Um. Dude, I every fucking wrestler I see has one of those things in their hand. Corey, just for the, for the listener, Corey just pulled out a, a gallon jug of water. I love it. You're connected to that thing all the time, are you? Yeah, all the time. That's Never. great, man. Good for you. How many wrestlers do you know? Uh, well, actually, a close friend of mine um, that I grew up with got into wrestling. I guess it would be somewhere in the early 2000s. He wrestled for CZW. Uh, locally uh, in in Philly, do you know CZW? That's where I grew up, man. That's where I started. I started in CZW when I was when I was fifteen years old. Oh, I, my, I grew up with the wife beater. Oh, I know Matt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I grew up with wife beater too. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was funny. a kid. I was a kid. He knows. If you talk to him, he knows me. Yeah, uh, we don't talk that much anymore, unfortunately. But uh, he's a, he's a great guy. I I still quote him all the time because uh-huh. uh, we used to. We used to play uh, this game at the gym, me and some of the other young students, where we would grab this black jump rope and we'd take the handle and act like it was a microphone and we'd tell jokes to each other like we were doing stand-up. <laughs> this was before I ever did stand-up, but it was always something I wanted to do. And then, then Matt grabbed the mic and he was like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, hey, how's it going? How's it going? He, goes, <laughs> and he went, I just, I went to a wedding last week. And then, and then he goes, now you, you say... Who got married? Who got married? <laughs> Two antennas. Now you say, how was it? How was it? The wedding stunk, but the reception was great. Wow, that's funny. He was, uh, he was, he was always funny in high school. He was, we were in the same, uh, same group of best friends together. And uh, he's, he's a super funny guy. A lot of, you know, the, the roots of my comedy are shaped from that time period you know what i mean like you know the my my group of friends right. and he was uh he, he was one of them and he, he was uh he was hysterical love that guy yeah love i love him too i know uh my best friend rick used to work with him on the truck and uh he said that beater would like close an eye and act like he was falling asleep behind the wheel just to fuck <laughs> rick when he's driving god that's funny a lot of funny stories from that guy but yeah, um, that that was 
even a long like that was even longer ago than when you and I knew each other, which yeah. feels like. Oh, so yeah, it's the original question. So for a while, I was around him and, and, and the other guys that he wrestled with, and they always they always had those. They were always chugging water out of the it's a plug, yeah? gallon thing. <laughs> what do you got, an engineer over there? Some No, no, just uh, roommates trying to figure shit out in the kitchen, and he's asking me a lot of questions. <laughs> so he's like the start of the heading video now. He's just looking <laughs> off cam. <laughs> so... <clears throat> What what has been like the most the most like yep yeah, that's garbage the thing is that's happened on the podcast so far. Um, the why pay more is up there. I'm not gonna lie, uh, <laughs> but things like that, um, you know, getting into fights with family members at funerals or weddings, um, you know, uh, different kind of different kind of breakups and shit like that. Things that you ate when you were a kid, if you had this in the house, if you had that in the house. Um, having turkey on any other day but Thanksgiving is a real big one. You know? Driving to another state with the sole purpose of buying fireworks, that's a pretty big uh, trashy move right there. Yeah. And it's funny because Kevin and I are both garbage. You know, he's from, he's garbage from Bucks County, PA, and I'm garbage from, uh, I was born in, uh, in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, we're both garbage, so we recognize it. And, you know, the whole purpose of the podcast is just to show that we all, we're all garbage. Right. So right. we always find something. Right. You know what I mean? Like somebody might come out of the podcast, you know, and we say that they're classy, but there's still garbage moves involved in there. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, so it makes us all, all, uh, unique and all, all, all <laughs> same, all the same at the same time, which is yeah. nice. It, uh, our, our, our differences unite us. That's right. Our differences and our, yeah. And our likenesses too. Yeah. yeah. That was the dumbest thing I ever said. Go ahead. <laughs> our differences and our likeness unite us. Jesus. I sound like a, I should be running for governor. I sound like a fucking moron. So, uh, what's your, what's your, uh, <clears throat> what, how's this, this quarantine affecting your, your dates? Like, did you have to cancel stuff or? Was it mostly just like mics you've been hitting? Now you can't. No, do no, I haven't done mics in a few years. Um, yeah, that, yeah, there was a lot of money left on the table, but you know, things that things were more postponed than than canceled, so that's no. good. Um, you know, I, I'm, I work pretty steadily in the city, uh, hosting a lot. Uh, my home club's New York Comedy Club, so uh, you know that was obviously affected, and uh, you know, just you know. Career-wise, you just have to shift gears a little bit. Um, I had a, I was in a movie that was going into Tribeca, the film festival, so that got that was kind of a bummer. That took me a long time to get to that point, um, but that'll be postponed. You know, once we're back, we'll be back. So you just got to shift gears a little bit. Just uh, you know, Kevin and I have been just you know started doing a daily podcast of our first podcast, the Hard Feelings podcast, and we upgraded the uh, the Are You Garbage podcast to two days a week. Um, you know, it's good because actually the quarantine helps you get a little bit bigger guests, you know, makes your reach a little bit stronger. People are more, more likely to sit down with you whether than if they were running around the city and, you know, you just got to put your energies into, into different things, focus on, you know, trying to book content up online and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's basically it. Yeah. I've, I've been, uh, 
I've been getting more people responding, more people responding. I mean, I'll still see like, but my left, my message has been seen, but not replied to. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I can't take that personally because what do I have to offer some people? Like some bigger guests or whatever. Like, but I've had some pretty yeah. amazing. Hang on, hang on. Turn the fan part off. <laughs> this this should be the podcast. I gotta see these guys. What the hell's going on over there? Was that a teapot? I just said. Is that the, a teapot? No, no. The the overhead light that we put that we put in over the stove. Me, me and my brother originally got this place, and and we put this uh, overhead the overhead the stove thing. It has a fan and a light on it. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the fan just started going <laughs> like. But we stopped turning the fan on for that reason. But uh, my friend Chris here was uh, pressing all the buttons because he didn't know how to turn the light on. <laughs> the look on your face. Ah, that's too funny. <laughs> this is how we're doing it, folks. Yeah. In home recording the it's corona. A, it's an ever evolving process. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've been do I've been doing this bit on stage. Well, I haven't do I'm not doing it now because uh, I'm not I haven't been on stage in a couple weeks. But uh, I was saying, like, you know, when you think someone's got it all figured out, you're wrong because um, you know, birds, they got the whole sky. Some of them still get hit by cars. We don't got it all figured out, folks. Sure, that's right. No worries. We're, we're all figuring it out. We're all figuring it out, baby. We're all figuring it out now. So what's, so what's the pod mainly about? What, what, do, what do you got going on? I, I kind of usually, before I used to do it where I would like make sure I get in this question and that question and, and, touch on this topic or that topic but no, now it's more of like a like a cool hang sesh where it's like it i wanted to be more like a podcast that i'd want to listen to if i was a podcast listener instead mm-hmm. of instead of uh you know oh make sure he asks this question or that question but i i have a few things that i stick to mm-hmm. i don't stick to as many things as as i used to i gotcha so um you are you from Wilkesbury? I was born in Wilkesbury, yeah. Yeah. You you got siblings and did you grow up with both parents? Because this is it's funny for you to have a show called Are You Garbage seems like you're a guy who's come from a very damaged place. But I mean that's <laughs> from having a weight problem. Have you met me? I am damaged. I'm extremely damaged. Yeah. Um Yeah, grew up uh Yeah, uh, you know. Great upbringing, good family. Father was in the Navy. Um, my mom was a uh, was an office manager, then became a CFO for a while, and uh, have, grew up with my brother. Uh, then we moved down in fourth grade. I moved down to uh, Bluebell to be near my mom's family, but we have my dad's whole side of the family up there. Come from a big, you know, Irish Italian family. Uh, well, that's something like. Um... Cotton and I had a conversation about like the the things we had in common was the uh, his mom also had MS like my mom. Mm-hmm. So we had discussions on that like um, and then his father was like a preacher or something. His father was a public school teacher in Chester, and uh, he was the pastor of uh, of his church in South Philly. Still is, I think, retired cool. teacher though. Bless. 
did you communicate with him a lot when he was living in Jersey City? All the time, of course, yeah. I feel like you and I probably have a lot of mutual friends in that scene. What's what scene? In like the New York scene. Um, do you know? Do you know the Comedy Fight Club dudes? Uh, Matt Marin. No, I know Matt Marin a little bit. Yeah, that's the only one I can say I know. Great guy, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Him and I had the uh, same. If you go back and listen to an uh, episode we did together of, of my podcast, he we had the same like brain stuff. I had. I don't know if you even know about that. I had the, the brain surgery in, in 2011. He did have brain surgery. and No, I didn't know that about you. What, what happened? So um, mine was, it's, I mean, ABMs, it's like a, it's a thing that you're in utero. It's like, it's something that happens with you in your development in, in, in the, uh, your mom's stomach. Okay. It's like, you know, just your veins that go like this in your frontal lobe here. Okay. I mean, they just go straight normal like this. They just, yeah. They just curled up. They just twisted. Uh, that's and, what happens. Okay. And I had had a big seizure with him. Him, fortunately, he didn't have to have a big seizure first. He was getting, he was getting treatment for, um, for concussions because he had concussions back in his in ring days. He had uh, a few concussions and he just wanted to get like treatments and they found it in the brain scans when he was getting the treatment for his concussions. Ah, then, interesting. But his was like in the back of his head. Mine was up here in the front. Mm. Weird. No, you know Zach Amico. I know Zach. That's uh, I just did a real last podcast with him. With him, uh, yeah, he's yeah. the co- he's Lewis's co-host. Yeah, Great yeah. Guy. I did that podcast uh, a couple years ago. Funny guy, man. Funny. Guy. He's like a sniper. He's great. Yeah. Um, Eli Sayers. Do you know Eli? I know Eli a little bit. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? We're just talking about other people, not even us. We're just talking about other people. You know, you know Danny? Danny I, I know Danny. I, okay, hey, you, okay, cool. Hey, you know, hey, you know this other, <laughs> other people might not know? Hey, do you know my brother? Oh, that's funny. What are you cooking over there? Uh, some meat. Bottom round roast. Bottom so round meat. roast. Oh, my God. That was the most Philly accent I've ever heard in my life. That was perfect. Bottom round roast. You got a fucking problem with it? I come up there and smack your fat head, fat boy. You got me, dude. I love it. That was great. Definitely Philly. I love that accent. That's awesome. Who's that, your brother? No, no. It's my friend Chris. That was great. My new roommate. There you go. You guys are locked in together for a little while. Keep those roasts coming, baby. You got me hungry. So, what are you? What is your relationship with yourself? I mean, I know you're you're self deprecating because we're we're comics. We have to be sometimes. But I mean, when it comes to actual conversations that you have that you have with yourself, like I've learned, this is a, like a newer method that I've gone where I won't call myself dumb or stupid anymore. Like I don't do that. I'll just usually be like, ah, I was being a real ding dong there. And it'll be like that forgiving moment and move right past it. Uh, quite, really- the, quite the opposite. Yeah. I have a terrible opinion of myself. Why? And sometimes. But you know what's weird? It's funny that line between arrogance, vanity, and uh, low self-esteem. How like that little pool swirls together. Because I would say I have low self-esteem and I have zero confidence. But I also think that I'm awesome and have an ego 
and I'm arrogant and I'm vain. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's a very strange thing. But I would say overall, I hate myself. But do you think there's, there's like a fine line there between like what you are and what you offer? Like there, there's something. If you're if you're hard on yourself, but then at the same time pretty arrogant, like how mm -hmm. do you how do you juggle that line? How do you like stay pretty? Well, like, I mean, the, the, the you, arrogance would only be something that would come out, you know, with, with real close friends. As far as like, uh, and I don't even know if arrogance is the right word. Just you know, you have moments where you think you're hot shit, and you have moments where you know. Most of the time, I think I'm a, a fat piece of shit, and I hate myself. But then you know, you have moments every once in a while. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But I think it's all just low. I think they're all just symptoms of, you know, being fucked up and low self, low having a low self esteem. You know so what I mean? Like compensating. Something. It's something weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? What is your normal confidence level? I mean, do you do you do you have a girlfriend? Do you? <laughs> hey, fatty, ever kiss a girl? <laughs> 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 I usually sit on the side at the dances if that's what you mean. No, what do you mean? I love him. I'm in my bedroom right now. Me and my girlfriend, we live together. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know any girls? Huh? Have you ever talked to a girl? Would you be embarrassed to talk to a girl? That's funny. <laughs> this is an <laughs> I'm not a fucking nerd in fucking ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you said that so sincere. That was so funny. Well, that I think that that the way you say that, uh, I like to think that that kind of defines me. Like I think that sincerity kind of defines me, and mm -hmm. and I really, I really don't ever say anything I don't mean unless okay. I automatically tell you I'm joking right after I say. Like, oh, that's I, good. I won't come out and fucking lie to you. Because I know if I'm lying to you, then I have to commit to that lie, and I have to lie to myself, and then I become then there's become some sort of twisted up narrative in my head that I don't know what the truth is anymore. I want to make sure. Sure, I like that. Um, I like that a lot. I, I don't practice it, but but I like that because it does. Uh, the more shit that you lie about, and the more stuff that you're covering up and not being honest with yourself about, I will admit from experience that it. It, it tangles up the CPU of your brain. You know what I mean? It, tang it, 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 it does bog you down because you're always thinking about that looking over your shoulder or whatever. M you know, metaphorically speaking, not physically looking over your shoulder. Um, like, I like you that. You say one thing to somebody else. You say something to somebody and you go, yeah, don't tell anybody I said that to you. You know they're going to tell somebody else. You know sure. it's going to come back around somehow and you're going to get caught in that lie and you're going to have to, then your integrity has gone. You don't have any integrity anymore. Nobody can trust you. Sure, sure. I, I don't. I don't know if I have any integrity. I don't know. If I don't know. It just makes you think of that Seinfeld line: "You're not an artist, and you have no integrity." You know? Do you know? Um, is there any documentaries, like comedy documentaries, that you're into? I'm like such a nerd for stand-up comedy documentaries. I mean, not so much to be. I mean, I, I'm a terrible student of comedy. I'll, I'll admit that. I I can't make it through five minutes of a special. Um, yeah, I can't make it through five minutes of a special. I things that have inspired me as far as things that inspired me as far as comedy, I would have to say would be uh, 
you know, just the time that I saw them, you know, both Eddie Murphy specials, Chappelle's two early specials, uh, listening to uh, Dice's, uh, the, the, the tape that he did in Philly, the album that he did in Philly. It might have been a special. I don't know if I saw it, but I had it as a tape, as a cassette at lacrosse camp. And we must have listened to it a hundred thousand times. Um, at one point, we had the, I had the whole thing memorized. And then, you know, fast forward. Uh, did you ever, did you, did you watch Louie when it was on? Yeah, yeah, totally. I didn't watch it when it was on. I, I caught up to it years later. And you know what's weird is, it, talk, you're talking about the Raven Lounge before? I didn't know who the fuck Louis C.K. was when I started comedy in 2008 because I started at 32. I didn't know what I was doing. And that was when he was, like, bubbling. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, everybody, every young comic wanted to be Louis. And there was so many comics doing Louis that I thought were great, like, a year in. Like, these guys are great. And it took Cotton and, you know, like, Kevin and Cassie to be like, they're just doing fucking Louis C.K., you fucking idiot. Like, I have no idea. But his three episodes of when he tries to take over the Late Show with David Letterman, right. I think is a pretty good Bible for, uh, you know, being funny and the business of comedy and stuff like that. That and the, the Gary Shandling documentary, I would say, yeah. would be, you know, inspirational to me. But most of the time I take other things from, from different facets. You know what I mean? It's not that I'm studying comedy, you, you know, you're absorbing things from other places and then, you know, you put that in into what you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's you know? Your, what's your style of writing like? Do you, like, sit down and write a whole bunch of stuff or do you, like, feel it out on stage and write stuff while you're going? Um, I went through, a, a, you know, I've been doing it 11 years, so I, I went, I've gone through a bunch of different, you know, practices. Of, of how to do it. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm probably not working as hard as I should be. Um, but that could just be the self-deprecation in me. You know, as far as working as hard as you should be, it would be, you know, 24 hours a day, no sleep fucking. But, you know, we're, we're as close to that as, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a fucking idiot. Um, no, I, it, went, I, I went through on. a lot. Yeah. I, don't say that. Don't, don't sound say like it. an idiot. No, don't say, don't even say, don't even associate yourself with the words fucking idiot. Get that out of your vocabulary. That's You're like, this is like a therapy session. I like this kid. This is good. Get that out of there, dude. You, you absolutely, you absolutely have worked your ass off and you're funny and you're smart and you deserve everything you're getting. So well, thank, if thank you, you I, I if you think you're not working as hard as you should be working, just work a little bit harder. Don't be like, well, I'm lazy. And then you, then you accept that role. Then you just there you go. stay in that victimhood. That's good. I you, like that. You really, you're working as hard as you can right now. How many, how many podcasts days, how many days a week are you doing podcasts? I hear you. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to, to get self-deprecating, but no, I, I went through a bunch of different things. Like I went, especially like the first five years, I thought like you had to sit down and like write. Right. And, you know, uh, you know, I got ADHD. I'm an auditory learner. Th those things just didn't really work for me. But I've developed something that, you know, it's not brain surgery, but I've developed. Uh, I started listening a lot more, maybe three or four years ago. You know, I would I would do it casually all while I was doing stand up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this would be funny. That would be funny. But now I've done it so much that, you know, and, and you know, 
I've ingrained it into, you know, not just doing what we're doing, but living it. You know what I mean? So it doesn't turn off ever. It's always going. You know what I mean? The the recorder's always running. Um, so I take those things, you know, if me say me and my girlfriend are out, something happens where I'm like, oh, that's that's something. I'll immediately say it into my phone, you know, into the, the text to or the type the voice to text, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um and then when I sit down to write, you know, the next day, you know, every couple of days, once I have a few things, then I'll structure it out and formulate it out a little bit. That's, that's kind of the system that's been working for me. Yeah. I mean, and that, that, that I think is, uh, is, is, is the biggest, is the, is the biggest thing learning that, you know, it's not just, not just trying to come up with stuff, but listening to what's going on. Cause it writes itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you, life writes the comedy itself. You just have to be have your ears open and be able to, uh, you know, articulate it properly to connect that memory or that emotion to the audience. What what I'm I'm super glad for is that that I have the kind of friendship with you, and I mean, even we're we're very loosely friends, mm-hmm. but I would like to think we could run into each other somewhere and just catch up like not no time has passed. And I feel sure. like that now that we're talking, we haven't actually had a conversation in too long. And maybe this is just the reigniting of us having communications with each other. Because I think, I think that we can both very much benefit from having open communication with each other. Do you need money? Is that what's going <laughs> on here? What's going on? <laughs> like we can meet up at an ATM. I don't know. But uh how do you get my checkbook? The kid needs cash. Who uses no. checks anymore? Absolutely. My mom uses checks at the grocery store. And let me tell you something, that's fucking garbage. All right. She writes checks at the grocery store. Is Jesus. It? Is it? Or she did she did probably up until ten years ago. Now she has a yes. I had the debit card. I swipe it. Is it garbage if you go to the grocery store with your grandmother and she's using your mom's food stamps. Is that garbage? No, that's not garbage. That's that's surviving. That's surviving. If, as you're walking through the aisles, she has you throw cans on the floor to dent the cans to get them at half price, that would be garbage. Yeah, that, that, but, that would be garbage, but no, not at all. That's the thing. The, the are you garbage isn't determined by, you know, social status or, or economic situations. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's more about character. I had a, I had um. I grew up. I was like in the suburbs, so I, I I'm from Bucks County too. I, mm-hmm. I currently live in Bucks County, like you said, uh, your your co-host. Um, in my neighborhood, there was like one black kid in the in the development I lived in, and that kid laughed at me because I used food stamps at the grocery store, <laughs> like, because I I got made fun of by the one black kid in my neighborhood because I. Had food coupons. Well, that's okay. Makes you stronger. I, I, I think being made fun of when you're a kid and being bullied and stuff like that is uh, can can sometimes be be beneficial depending yeah, on the person. I don't think I don't think we should absolutely rule like stop bullying. But of course, there's a line. There's a line of absolutely like you don't say these things to to kids. You don't say these lines to anybody. Like you just have to. If I, dude, if, if I got if I got accepted by everybody, 
what would motivate me to do all the cool things that I do now? Mm -hmm. You get everything right every time, you're going to have a meltdown when you get something wrong. You know what's crazy is uh, that, like, you know, since I'm older, I say, oh, bullying was so much worse back then. Like, this cyberbullying stuff is whatever. But it's not. It's, 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 pretty, it's a pretty serious thing. But you know what's something that the kids these days have really stepped up on and is the craziest fucking thing that I've ever heard? And nobody, had a, nobody even thought of this when I was a kid or when you were a kid. Is that swatting shit? Have you ever heard about swatting? Where, where, where somebody will call this call call nine one one and say like 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 you're holed up in an apartment and the SWAT team will show up. That's awful. Why would it? dude gamers do that to each other? Because if they get in like an argument online, fighting you know playing a game, they'll fucking SWAT each other. How fucking that is the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. How do they know where somebody lives? I don't know. They're hackers. They know everything. They know what's going on. You just sounded like a grandpa. <laughs> They're on their Xboxes. I don't know. Their X stations, whatever the hell it's called. Playing uh, Fort Come. I don't know what the kids are doing. They're on that Tic Tac showing their titties. I don't know what these kids are doing. Sorry, well, I just dropped, just dropped you. That's okay. That's okay. So what do you... What do you um... What are you recording on? What is your, like, your, are you doing, like, Zoom these days for the, the are you garbage? Are you doing, like, the Skypes? How are you doing the, the. We're, we're using Zoom. Uh, we're using Zoom right now. Um, we were doing are you garbage at Gotham Studios in the city. And uh, Hard Feelings podcast went through a multitude of different networks and, you know, places to record and studios and shit like that. But then we finally just got the, the, the actual Zoom, you know, the 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 multi-channel recorder, yeah, and 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 two mics, and that sounds better than most of the fucking studios we were in. Yeah, but yeah. now now that we can't be that we can't be together and see each other, we use the Zoom app. But now that we know it's going to be a little bit more of a long-term or situ- long-term situation, the quarantine, oh, sure. we've uh, you know we've we've took some money from the podcast and invested it back into uh, some equipment to make the you know the 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 recording sound better. Yeah, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, like like right now, you got you got a mic and, and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this this was a long time, dude. I was honestly doing it from my iPad for a long mm-hmm. time. I think I started it at a studio. That's where I had um, like Foley come in. At, I mean, not Foley, you're Foley. I, I had um, what's the kid's name? Why am I blanking on that kid's name? He was friends with Cotton, and he got out of comedy. And he was on. One of my early episodes. White guy, black guy. He was a black dude, yeah. Uh, but he wanted to get in the wrestling business, so I introduced him to some of my wrestling friends. Okay. And I'm trying to remember his name. I have to look through right now to figure it out. You know, I've been doing this thing where I've been trying to like, if 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 I can't figure it, if I can't figure something out, I will I'll just sit on it for a while and eventually remember it. Instead mm-hmm. of like going right to my phone and scratching every itch as soon as it comes up, you know, just so I'm able to continue to use my brain. But all right, that drives me crazy too. But right now I'm in I'm in kind of a pinch because because I want to talk about this with you. He was a cool dude. I liked him from from the Raven days. Black guy that wanted to be a wrestler. I don't remember. He didn't want to be a wrestler. He wanted to be in the wrestling business. He wanted to manage or something. Um, 
You're not talking about Keith from up the block, are you? No. Um, are you going to edit this out, or are we just rolling no, with this? No, man, I don't edit stuff. <laughs> this kid plays it fast and loose. I like it. Not Jack Martin. Jack Martin. Jack Martin, of course. Yeah. There you go. I, I, Jack. Liked, I always liked him a lot. And Jack was Jack's a great guy, man. He was a great guy. He was very funny. And uh he was talking to me about wanting to get out of stand up. And I was like, dude, why? Like you're so good. And uh I haven't heard from him or of him. I should really check in with him. I see he was at uh, Cotton Memorial. We saw him. Oh, I I missed him. The only yeah. people I talked to there for like minutes was I saw Dorian and I saw Lemaire and I said what's up to them. But other than that, I didn't talk to anybody. Yeah, those like, things are those things are tough for the chit chat and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, hi, how are ya? Not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. How's everything with you? Hey, so glad we could catch up. Yeah, no kidding. Not not ideal. And uh I'm just man, I'm t- I'm just excited about what's next because I really think that after this thing ends, I think that's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a great time. I think that everyone's going to be missing going out and everyone's going to be missing laughing and interacting and missing uh, friendships and connections. This is I'm, a uniting thing. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too, um, and I hope that's what it is. I hope it's like you know. VE and VJ day, you know, I hope it's like the end of World War II, but the the thing that, you know, the other the other side of the argument would say is that has to come with full confidence. You know what I mean? That has to come with it's definitely gone. Don't worry about it. It's over. It's behind us. I don't think it's going to be the the pessimist in me doesn't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be a very slow, very, you know, not good situation. It's going to be a slow crawl back. I, I, th- that's the pessimist. I hope it's not. You know, I think that's how it's handled. You know, and how hard it peaks, and how long it's going to take, and and you know what it's going to be like after. And you know, are these stimulus packages going to, you know, save these small businesses and restaurants and you know clubs and bars and all that kind of stuff? Is it? Is it? You know, and the startup is it going to save all that? You know, or is it just going to get them, you know, to, you know, have a decent coffin? That's that's the big question. I think there's going to be a lot of collateral damage. I think a lot of people are going to be out of, you know, out of out of work and out of money. And hopefully. Hopefully yeah, you would you would hope it just picks off right, right where it left. But I don't yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I, I hope heard. it's not some because a lot of people say, you know, the world. You know, it could be sensationalization by the media, but it's just like, you know, the world's never going to be the same again, and this and that. Everything's going to change. I hope not, man, because that fucking shit sucks. You know, I don't want it to be some fucking stale bullshit, and I don't know. It's an, it's starting to get annoying, obviously. I'm, I'm sure it's annoying with, with, with you down there. Um, and, you know, you feel terrible for people that are losing their lives, and, and, and the, the frontline... Uh, you know, medical staff that's dealing with this. That's a whole other thing, too. You got to keep it in perspective. You know what I mean? The, 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 the goal here now 
is to not get sick. Is to do what they're saying, keep social distance, stay at home, and fucking not get sick. Because then, you know, I mean, shit. But it's a fucked up thing. It, it snuck, it, not that it snuck up on us, but isn't it weird? We always, like, you know, you think about, like, you know, well, you know, when's the next big thing going to happen? And the way this happened, it was like very, it was like a snake just slithering very slowly into the campsite. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is, this is what this looks like. Like, this is what a fucking, this is what a quarantine looks like. That slow, gradual, like, you know, what's, cause people, you know, are still going out still doing stuff. And some people are petrified and they're like locked in their houses and the hospitals are being flooded and this and that. And the police are calling out. It's weird how it, how, it, you know, like, um, the way you imagine it is so much different than the way it actually happens. Well, Does that make this, sense? This is sort of like the the origin story that they talk about in the middle of a zombie movie. Yes, it well, is. It started with this and it started with that. They yes. don't show this part. They just tell this part. Yes. Yes. So, the lead in the movie would be sitting around a fire with somebody that he just met. And, like, they would finally, like, you know, have some kind of bonding moment, like, in the second act. And he'd be like, you know, the first couple of weeks, it was all right. We ordered in. We got some wine. We hung out. Everybody thought it was going to be okay. Now you're eating your neighbor's brains. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're eating brains, you're a zombie. <laughs> yeah. You're Depends. Part, you're part of the problem. I've been leaving food at my neighbor's front door just to fatten them up just in case. <laughs> so, um, what is your thoughts on time travel? That's a curveball. Jesus. Um, theoretically, or like, is it going on and has it happened and stuff like that? Like, there are conspiracy theories that time travel is going to be possible and that, that there are people from the future that are here that are giving us warnings. I, I fell into this YouTube rabbit hole a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I was staying with my sisters in Brooklyn, and uh, they, I turned their TV on, and this YouTube channel happened to be on, so it just kept playing. And they were like having this interview with this guy who was from the future, giving us messages about the kind of ways we should be to avoid the downfall of the world. And sure, there's, there's there's been a few of those. Yeah, we yeah, those warnings. But there's been a few of those. Uh, no, there's been a, well, there's been a few of those videos that that people, you know, people uh, analyze online and stuff like that. But there's also the theory that you know the aliens that we that we see the spaceships that we see they're actually just humanoids from you know the distant the distant future coming back to monitor and warn us and stuff like that. But I mean, realistically, theoretically, on a on a on a quantum scale, you know, I think the, they're starting to have a lot of evidence that it might be possible to maybe move forward on on my facebook live a couple of days ago i did a i did a um like a watch along and mm-hmm. it's kind of like um you know like zach does the podcast like the the midnight spook show or whatever i did something like that for like this, this documentary that i found on hulu that was it was called like it was some beyond galactic or some some shit and i was like and it was like so every conspiracy theory all tied in to one thing and it was like right. it was like nazis nazi scientists had 
had drilled into Antarctica and they were building spaceships that were actual like submarines that they were flying into outer space with. And somehow they developed time travel and they were, they were responsible for the deaths of John F. Kennedy and they were responsible for uh, 9-11. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, well, they but, say that if they, if they created an anti-gravity um, you know, drive machine, like if they were able to create that power plant, the submarine would be the most logical thing to use and the cheapest thing to use because it's already enclosed in and all that stuff. I've seen something similar. I don't know if it was that documentary, but about that. But it wasn't, I don't think it was the Nazis. It was, uh, I think it was the Nazis first and then the U.S. started doing the same thing too. And that there's whole like space battles going on between submarines and outer space or, you know, in close space or whatever. At the end, they tied it into how Donald Trump just started a space force. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but the reason I'm asking this, and I actually only have two more things to talk about, and then I'll let you go because I know we don't have much time left. Um, Thank you, brother. Uh, the this is this is a this is a time, man. This is a real time that we're living in, and this conversation, this audio, is going to outlive us. This will go beyond our our life. You know, in in twenty thirty years, when someone finds uh, what, what's 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 H. Foley like? What what are the messages that you give to the person who wants to really find out what you're like? Mm-hmm. So this is audio time travel from the 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 time capsule, the audio time capsule that it is today. Okay. During the quarantine, which seems so apocalyptic. It does. What are the messages? What if it's like your relatives? What if it's your, uh, you know, 23 and me? They found you. And they want to find out what you're like. I mean, those kind of things. Now, you know, I, I've thought about that, you know, and I think nowadays, you know, people are more adapted to technology and stuff like that, that they'll, they will be leaving, you know, voice messages and, you know, audio or uh, video messages for people and all that kind of stuff. But as far as like, you know, the general public and stuff like that, uh, crunch berries were awesome. That's that's what I have to say. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are. I don't know if you guys have crunch berries and pop tarts and fucking Netflix and shit like that in the future. But if you don't, you fucking stink because it was fucking rocking here. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Probably eating gruel right now. Fucking splitting a cockroach. You guys don't. You guys really missed out on that. Why pay more mayonnaise? That's right. You missed out on that. Why pay more? But who knows? They could be out there right now eating fucking space fruits and space pop tarts. I don't fucking know. Hooking up with chicks with four boobs and all that. Well, Total Recall taught us anything. Total Recall taught us. If Total Recall taught us anything, is Mars stinks. God, please suck. Until they opened it up, until they hit those vents, and it was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, uh, the way I normally wrap it up is I'll, I'll usually say hypothetically, that I've gifted you this podcast. Mm-hmm. So the podcast is now evolving with H. Foley. And this episode has been your pilot episode. Okay. This episode of your podcast evolving. How do you, in a Jerry Springer's final thought sort of way, tie it all up in a pretty bow? I, mean, like, what, I think you just tied it up with the bringing, bringing this full circle with the why pay more mayonnaise. That's exactly how I would have done it. 
Moving forward, I'd probably lose the, the, the carpet behind you. I'd keep the muscle shirt, lose the roommates, keep the pot roast. Um, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Replace well, the fan in the kitchen, get the lights fixed. <laughs> Steal money from my brother's room. All, all valid. All valid. Thank you, buddy. I... I am. I want to. I want to make sure you know that I'm on your team. I'm on your side. Like, I'm on yours too, man. I really appreciate that. I absolutely want to see what's best for you. I'm glad that you're that you're getting some success in that podcast. I mean, prob- probably more success than I am right now. <laughs> and, wow. and you deserve it. You deserve every little piece of it. So I I, I want to help you understand how how valuable you are, man. I think that you're you don't give yourself enough credit for it and. Uh, I want you to know I'm here for you, man. If you want, if you want to come back to Philly and hang for a day or something, come over and we'll hang after this whole thing ends. You know, Corey, uh, I appreciate that, buddy. And uh, you know, anything you anything you need, man. If you need just some judgment-free conversation, you want to talk to a friend. If you need a friend, let me be that friend. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Very nice of you. And I I want to I want to be a guest on your podcast because I I'm very I'm very interested. I. It, <laughs> It's it's funny because I always I always uh, I always push for my my good friends who have an interesting perspective, have a good point of view, a very unique way of looking at things. I always mm-hmm. push get their own podcast so I can have another podcast to be a guest on. Well, there but you do, go. And who has an interesting perspective and has a great voice and has a podcast, and I want to be on the podcast because I think um, I could. I could answer some of the are you garbage questions. Pretty of easily. course. I'm sure we'll make that happen, brother. I really appreciate you having me on this one. Thank you so much. Pro wrestling fan. That's every answer is going to be yes. Garbage. <laughs> there you go. Well, I hope that you have a great quarantine. And You too, man. Be safe out there. Everybody uh, listen and be safe as well. Please check out uh, the Hard Feelings podcast with me and Kevin Ryan. And please check out uh, are you garbage? The brand new podcast where you find out if your favorite comedians are trashy or classy. Great. Thank you, brother. Love it. Be fun. Have safe. You too, Court. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Keep evolving.